You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls, and today we're going to continue our season previews, this time with Io DeSumo. We're also going to talk about the trade that sent Drew Holiday to the Celtics, and last, AK announces the player development department. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, man, it's Media Day. Um, so we're going to have tons of content coming out of Media Day. I can't wait to see how AK is going to gaslight us this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding the player development. This guy. <laughs> but with that said, man, we uh, are going to continue our uh, player uh, profiles as far as predictions for the season. But before we do that, I do got to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Now, Pat, uh, we've, we've previewed just about everybody on the roster. I was really the last member of the roster who... Uh, we haven't done a preview on that's kind of expected to at least be in the 10 minute, 10 man rotation. Now yeah. I will say this, like, I don't know how consistent those minutes are going to be for him initially. We know that he had a sophomore slump of a season, uh, took a step back in shooting percentages, things like that. Um, he comes now into this season where Javon Carter, uh, IK did say on six, seven, score that is going to come down to him, Javon Carter, um, and, uh, Kobe white, all competing for the starting point guard position. What are your personal expectations for Iowa to sumo this season? Fight, fight, fight for a spot. And be ready, because I don't think he's going to be getting any minutes to start the season. Um, yeah. I think there's it's redundant at this point. Uh, the thing that I needed you to become, Javon Carter is, uh, and I just signed him to play. So uh, be ready, be prepared. Injuries do pop up. I think there will be opportunity for you to get into the game at some point. But I think at the start of the season, he won't be a part of the core. He won't be a part of what the Chicago Bulls are trying to put out there. I think that they're – Io DeSumo is a major piece of – our last topic, that player development department, because there's talent there that can be developed, that can be nurtured, but you also have to be able to do it out on the basketball court, right? And so for me, I I, I see Io as a nice piece as as what I wanted him to be his rookie year. I don't, I just don't see where he fits into this rotation. Even if you're playing, where are you going? Like back up three, maybe, maybe. I, that, that's like my, that's, that's the only thing I can I think. think. Where I see Io probably getting a lot of minutes is playing playing back up playing the three this year. And you know, I mean, it's similar size and 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 wingspan and things to DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, I mean it, it can keep some of the same things going. DeMar also isn't a threat to stretch the floor. So, I mean, maybe there, but like I said, I was going to be part of the 10-man rotation, but keep in mind, Derek Jones Jr. was also part of the 10-man rotation. There's times where we didn't see him for a week, and then no. we see him three straight games. And I think is going to be in a similar role to that unless he really comes out in those minutes and proves himself once again to be so good defensively that he has to be played. Yeah, I just I, – I don't see him as a – I, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that he proves me wrong. That's what I hope for all the players. I hope Patrick Williams becomes a 25-point-per-game guy. I hope every all the miracles break the way we want to. But as we know from yesterday's Bears game, that rarely happens in Chicago. But realistically, when I look at Io DeSumo, I just I see guys that replace you. 
right? I'm not going to put you as a backup two. I got Alex Caruso already if I need that defensive guy. Backup one, I got Javon Carter as that defensive guy that can shoot the three ball. I've got options at just about every position. Find where you fit in very much like you did your rookie year. Unfortunately, you're back to square one to me. I, I think that, you know, you you put Io to me in a situation very much like Kobe White was in his first year or mm. second year in Chicago. Second year, yeah. Where now you got to be a point guard, and you really have never actually been a real point guard. You've been more of a, a, a scoring point guard, but we need you to be an actual point guard. And that's not what you are. And so you got to be able to adjust your game on the fly. Iowa's not. It knocks you back down. It knocked Kobe White back down. Kobe White's been able to work his way back up, and the Bulls have stuck with him through this. And I actually, to me, I like that stuff. I, I like that you you want to develop homegrown talent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Io, like I, I think Io has to get back to, and and in in a way, it's kind of freeing, right? Like, yeah. yes, your minutes aren't going to be as consistent theoretically, but the fact is, when you get in the game, you just got to go out there and do what's naturally you, right? When you are put in the game, much like Derek Jones, you just go out there and 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 play your game. And I hope that uh, one thing as well with Io being kind of in that second unit. He's that's going to be a team that can get turnovers that I think is going to be better playing at a fast pace. And those are areas where Iowa is, is the strongest at. So yeah. he has to finish around the rim better than what he did last season because there was a lot of missed bunnies there for him. Oh, the open layups for Iowa is, Bro. but the contested is a bucket. If it's a hand in Iowa's face, it's an up and under lay bucket. Like, it's oh, man, it was, was that so Derrick Rose right there? Is that who that was? It was so crazy. But, you know, I, I owe them giving him the deal and giving him a three-year deal. Is, but to me, he's saying this. We're going we're, like, we're to see what you have. We, we want to see how you're going to develop. We're going to give you this time. And like we talked about when he signed it, it's a very easily movable deal. And that's not to say that I owe, if it doesn't work out here for the Bulls, if he does fall out the rotation, kind of never gets back in. He could go to another team, depending on what the expectations are around that team, and and have a bigger role. Like I, I still believe in what Io does well, and I and I realize that what Io does well, as long as he does it consistently, he's gonna have a job in the NBA. But it's it's just what level is that gonna be? So with Io, what is if there's one thing that you can see return to his game that we saw his rookie year? What would you want to see? Point of attack defense. Mm. And pick and roll defense. His pick and roll defense his rookie year was uh, it, it was him and Alice Caruso. It was him, Alice Caruso, and I think Dejounte was that it. It was it was like point guards who had pointer uh, who pick and roll defense were out there with the best of it. Yeah, and his pick and roll defense took such a step down last year. Um, that that's what I kind of want to see Io get back to. Like the three point shooting. What was he forty? something percent it was decent but it was on like it was it was that larry bird three-point percentage you know what i mean like it was like oh man he's shooting at 50 percent from the field oh he's taking two <laughs> so he, made, he, made, he made one out of every two listen, you know I mean? but listen on this team with how much three-point shooting we, we <laughs> lack, i mean listen it made sense but uh yeah i mean i i, I all think first defensive defensively yeah. and getting out in transition forcing turnovers that's what I want to see from Io first up, and then we'll see what happened, what he can do and build off of it from there. It's so weird because you thought the ascension was going to come last year after he, like, just made an instinctual play to be right spot in that Atlanta game on the game winner. Like, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. that'll be the spark. That'll get us back moving the right direction. Let's go. Let's get this thing. And then it just – it, the season last year – 
no disrespect, but man, don't sign with CHG. No, I'm just playing. But <laughs> listen, Cole, Cole, Cole <laughs> the second he did, the second yeah. Cole did have a solid game. You know what I mean? But a lot of losses attached to that. Now I'm just playing. Y'all know I love y'all boys over there. But no, at the at the end of the day, to me, uh, Io to me was a it, it was a shock how bad he was last season. And I think that he's better than that, but I think the position he's put himself in is you have to absolutely prove it all to me again. Yeah. Yeah. One solid season, one questionable season. Now, what do you go out? And like you said, he he's really building it from the ground up again. You got to make your, make your, uh, hang your hat on your defense. And then whatever comes from that comes from that. Am I frozen? Yeah. You are frozen. Oh, now you're not frozen. Your, your internet been tweaking all day, bro. Bro, I don't know what's going you, on. That's only when I'm in StreamYard. Literally, you got? Call him out on the pod. Call him out on the pod right now. Who's, Who's your provider? Spectrum? Who's your internet provider? Spectrum. I got gigabyte <laughs> internet, too. So, like, it's usually fast. I don't know what's going boy, on. You said, boy, you struggled to get that word out there. Gigabyte was a big word for you. Well, because it's supposed to be gigabit. Nah, <laughs> it's supposed to be gigabit. And my brain, it mid, mid-word, it was like, hey, man, that's not You're not about to say that right. You really about to say the wrong, the wrong word. You had a stroke um, halfway through. I'm just making sure. Are you okay? Sir, are you okay? <laughs> anyway, white man. Uh <laughs> same amount of white as you. Exactly. Nah, that, that actually, DNA balance is a little bit off. Actually, you're more because you actually was over there. We was on the south side of Chicago the whole time. Hey, whatever. What are you talking about? That culture. That's that culture. (laughs) So having culture is a negative thing? Is that what we're saying? You cultured cultured swine. You cultured swine. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Cultured swine. Cultured swine. Sick of this. That's hilarious. Next up, we're going to be talking about the trade that sent Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics and Bulls fans, I don't know if you saw it on your timeline, had a meltdown for about two hours, and then they kind of moved off of it because the Bears suck. But uh, we're gonna, before mm-hmm. we get into that, we're going to talk about game time. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater, theater events near you. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see uh, the, and view your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know what you're getting uh, a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds in two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code at LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Pat, so... uh. One of the pieces that were left hanging after the Dame Lillard trade was where Drew Holiday was going to go. Now, I talked about over on Chicago Bulls Central that had he went to a team like the like the Miami Heat, um, you know, that affects the middle of the pack of the East. If he goes to a team that's kind of higher up there with bigger expectations, the middle of the pack pretty much stays the same. Uh, he goes to the Boston Celtics. They trade Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, two unprotected first-round picks for him. Um, so that brings the total that the Portland Trailblazers got for Dame Lillard so far, because they've already said they may be looking to flip Malcolm Brogdon by the trade deadline. They're going to hold on to Robert Williams, but they've now gotten three unprotected first. They've gotten two pick swaps. They got DeAndre Ayton and, uh, Robert Williams out of that Malcolm Brogdon too for now. But like I said, they've already said that they plan on moving him, uh, later on. What do you think about the trade? (sighs) 
That's a lot. That's a lot. That's they a got lot a lot back. For they, Drew Holiday. Yeah. True. And, and that's why, like, I, and Bulls that's fans, some, some Bulls fans, when I, when I posted the video talking about the, the, the Dame trade, they were like, well, we could have matched it. They gave up one first round pick and two pick swaps. We could have matched that. And I had told people, like, but they're going to flip Drew, and you have to add that to what you also are getting for, for Dame. And listen, they got flip more Brock. unprotected first for Drew than what they got for Dame. That's crazy. Yeah, I, no, I, I like the – here's the thing. To me, Boston has to go harder because they have the pieces already, right? Jalen yeah. Brown, Jason Tatum, you've signed Jalen Brown. He's going to be there. You're going to sign Jason Tatum to his extension as well. He's going to be there. It's like, what is it, like 600, almost 700 and something million. I don't know. Them. The man's about to get paid. No, it's Crazy. like 700 million. No, between the two of them. Between the two of them. Oh, between the two of them, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like 700 like something. 650, something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's crazy out here. <laughs> like, wild money for two dudes that can't go left. But anyway, right? You out, you go out, you get a point guard that can go left. And realistically, to me, uh, you get the you're in a position where all in makes sense. Plus you have so many draft picks that it makes even more sense for you in that, in, in that conversation, because you still know that you, okay, whether this works out or not, I've still got draft capital in the room. The bulls don't have that option. The bulls, they have their draft capital in the room, but you don't want to spend your draft capital. If anything, Mm -hmm. right. The trade that we were talking about was just releasing the protection on the Portland pick and maybe trading that back to them and, and letting them be able to have that. Right. Like, so for me, I like that the Bulls didn't go all in on this. I like that the Celtics did because it shows me that they really feel like, hey, yo, we were one point guard piece away. And I think literally everybody else was like, y'all one point guard piece away. I like Marcus Smart. I like, I really did. I think he's a great yeah. point of attack defender, one of the best in the NBA. But set, he's set, not set the identity for that team. Set the identity. But to me, he's not the piece that... Um, that you were going to throw out there and he was going to separate what Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum needed to do. Yeah. Right. And now you, now you get a, you get a veteran, you get uh who's just, just as good defensively. Basically he's Mark smart has more offensive upside and he's won a title before. So, you know, he's not going to be afraid to kind of tell these guys what they need to do. And so now you basically, you, you move Derek right to the bench. Who's, who's been a pretty good bench player for them as well. Their bench is very thin now. Outside of that, they are very top heavy uh, with their starting five. Well, and so after that, Derek White's hair. So, you know. I mean, well, he cut it. Remember? Oh, he oh finally God. cut it. He, oh, yeah, right. Derek White finally he, he embraced it. You didn't, you didn't see it? Oh, it, it is in here, ain't it? Ain't that, oh, wow. Is that? Is that? Oh no, that's not my bad. That was Trey Young. If he cut Speaking it. Speaking of, you didn't respond to the Natalie Nunn t- text I sent you because she looks just like Ustis Page. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't see the text I sent you. Bro, I was the bro. Wait a minute, I just... <laughs> why not look at that on here, bro? I saw it yesterday, but I was so furious at everything else. <laughs> and like, I was, I was, I was also going on the radio the second you sent me this, bro. My God, bro, I didn't even put two and two together, bro. She do look like Eustace Bags. That's she looks crazy. just like Eustace Bags, bro. That's funny. But That's yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, so the, the Boston Celtics, the, the biggest question there is that bench. You look at them now, starting five of Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Chris Stops, and Al Horford. Do you think they start those guys together? I think they kind of have to. I and think you have to. And then other than that, you got Derek White coming off the bench, Peyton Pritchard, who played some minutes for them but wasn't amazing either, Lamar Stevens, Brissett. 
That's it. That the bench is very thin. Yeah. Especially knowing, right? Like, I mean, Luke Cornett's getting some minutes, right? Yeah, Luke Cornett's Luke definitely gonna get some minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's really what we're heading towards. And just just him just jumping straight up, like that's in the so middle funny, of the bro. he cracks me up. He's like seven feet tall. And th- the day it works, he's gonna look like a genius. But well, it did uh, work that one game. He got it to work once. He, I don't, he blocked I don't the shot before that. it got to the yeah, yeah. It, it worked in one game, and it was like, <laughs> bro, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. You know, the mad, proof I that mean, every I'm dog has their be, day. Like, I'd be so mad if he blocked my shot like that. He <laughs> like this big, but no, I just I, I oh, and they also signed winning Gabriel as well. So they do. They did add some size there. Who he played for the Lakers played 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 a nice role for the off the bench for them. I mean, when you can see him, he has to smile the whole time on the court for you to see him. But that's that. crazy. Yeah, no. I, I listen. They they're going all in on on the starting unit, and they're basically taking the LeBron approach to it. Right? We got good enough players that if we just put some people out there, they'll survive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm sure they're going to be trying to be active at the buyout. They're going to really anybody who gets bought out this season. I'm sure they're going to be trying to add to that. Oh bid. yeah, um, oh yeah. Don't don't so. be surprised. Celtics are going to be an interesting team. I think the most interesting part is right. Can you get Chris stops at that perfect time? Mm. If you can get Chris stops, like play what 60, 68 games last year, something like that. If you can get Chris stops when he's finally hitting a little bit of a stride health wise. And get him through a playoff run with Drew Holiday. That might be the combination. Yeah, that uh, might be sixty-five games played for Kristaps uh, last year, the third most in his career, and the most he's played since his second year in the league. Now, uh, so that's clearly now with with the moves that have made have been made. What, Bucks, Celtics. Who do you view as the biggest threat to come out the East? I'm going to – I think the Bucks are still incredibly deep. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at their bench, like, the fact that you can go – right, when you get into the playoffs, you're going seven deep. Yeah. During the season, it is what it is, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that you can go from, you know, uh, uh, um, Brooke Lopez, bring in Bobby Portis – you still right, like I, I, I still think that the the Bucks team and the Bucks do a good job of developing their, their young guys. Uh, who's the the young guy they Mar-John got? Marjan Bochamp, who I think me and you both saw him last season, and were like, this guy's got some game. So the yeah. fact that you're able to hold on to Bochamp, you're 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 developing this young player. You still can go out there, of course, starting it off with Dame and Giannis and Chris. Uh, it makes Chris Middleton to me be the role that he should have been the entire time, so that he can be Chris Mid Olten, right? But he's the elite defender on the team now. He's your he's your guy that's going to be able to go out there and he's going to be guarding the best players every single night. So I think that the Bucks to me are still a better team in the situation. I like what Boston's done, but um, I just I, I just don't trust it honestly. Like I, I don't I got to see it. That's that's really all it is. Not that I don't trust it. I just got to see it. What when you look at the the thing the weaknesses of both teams we know that the Boston Celtics are do we just talked about have a pretty pretty thin bench but the Milwaukee Bucks are also thin as far as perimeter defense right especially if they face a team that is very that has a lot of scoring out there in the perimeter yeah. what do you think may be exposed the most I I think Milwaukee's mindset is if you beat us 
by shooting 53s, we'll live with that. And when you but, think about how the Miami Heat beat them, a lot of yeah. threes and Jimmy. <laughs> and Jimmy. And but Jimmy. everybody that's, that's everybody else, all, of all everybody else contributed was three-point shooting, right? Like, yeah. a, a lot of, th that's been Milwaukee's philosophy. And maybe Adrian Griffin changes that. I do want to see how that's going to end up being. But that's been Milwaukee's philosophy for a while. If you knock down 33s today, you'll beat us. But you got to knock down 33s because there's nothing that's going to happen inside of that paint. So I don't even think Milwaukee's really worried about um, having a ton of perimeter defense because, like, you're not going to leave it wide open. But at the end of the game, if I need to have Giannis come off of a screen and put a hand in your face, I got that. Facts. Facts. Well, so I guess we'll see. Um, but all right, uh, we're going to go ahead and move into the last topic for today and talk about the player development staff and that team, that whole department now, which uh, AK is filled out completely. But I want to remind it. you guys that Locked on Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Now, with that said, Pat, uh, uh, so we know that we hired Peter Patton last season as the head of player development, uh, which I guess was the title at the time because he had no staff. He was the head of one. <laughs> he was the guy. But now uh, they also added uh, earlier this offseason, Austin Default. Uh, they now have also, to him, have, they've added Peter Crawford, Jake Burkowski, uh, Daniel Roy, and Zoe Lamb all to the uh, player development staff. Now, Zoe Lamb is a massage therapist. So, yeah, hey, shout out to, to that, that the players go out, go there, uh, develop in, and, you know, work out the kinks there. Uh, but yeah, how do you, how do you feel about the overall announcement of the player development staff? I'm proud of us for staying away from every Cleveland quarterback joke that we could have won that anyway. But uh, no, I, I like the uh, I like the the fact that the Bulls are going player development based. Uh, listen, mm. the teams that do it long term develop players. That's just yep. as no matter what, right? Can you win for a season without doing that? Sure, Lakers did it, right? You go out, you buy everybody. Uh, can you win for a season if you go get the best players in the NBA? Sure, Miami did it. Same same concept as the Lakers, basically. Like, yes, you can win. You can be one of the best in the league. You can be competitive, but it's not long-term success. Can we really call the Lakers a dynasty? Or not the no. Lakers, I'm sorry. Can we really call Miami a dynasty? No. They, they did win back-to-back, -back, I guess, in that they sense. Did. Like, there was a oh, moment. The Heatles? The Heatles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they made it to like, four finals in a row. So, it, but when you talk about those dynasties, right? You talk about those long-term teams: the Bulls, the Lakers, the 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 Celtics, the uh, uh, um, the Warriors. Right now, with with what you're seeing with Stephen Curry and stuff like that. To me, when you have success like that, you're able to continue to develop within. You're able to find that next guy. The Chicago Bulls were excellent at it in the '90s, right? Like mm -hmm. you think about it now. Granted, there was there was no was no lottery so yeah we did end up with like two first round picks that was kind of crazy true. That's true. That, was, that was kind of insane that we got stacy king i'm not gonna lie to yeah. you yeah <laughs> people forget like I, I know stacy king didn't have country. like he didn't he didn't have a hall of fame nba career but people forget like stacy king was a high level prospect <laughs> stacy king thing there could have been yeah. it could have been argued as one of a top the number one pick bro like that's like that's how that's how much of a score he was in college, bro. Uh, maybe I'm hyping that up a little much. But uh, who was the number one pick that year? Where did Stacey go? Stacey was oh, top bro, 10, right? That's way, that's way too long. Stacey was top wrong. 10, right? Paul, I don't know. Crazy. I'm not even going to fake like I know. This is one of the things I'm not even, I'm not even trying to I, – I don't remember, bro. I was, I was barely born. I was barely a human at that point in time, so I don't know. 1989 draft. 
<laughs> no, nah, but uh, to me, T- Stacey was the sixth pick in the draft. He was the sixth overall. Stacey crazy. King was the sixth overall pick in the draft. It's pretty Purvis good. Ellison was the number one overall pick that yeah, year. Yeah, so I was right. He could have went uh, number one. Yeah, he <laughs> probably should have went. <laughs> probably should have went number one. But yeah, hey, bro, the only player better than well, J.R. Reed, J.R. Reed and Glenn Rice. Yeah, I was about to say Glenn Rice too in that draft. Yeah. Those are the only two players better than Stacey King in that draft. Is he the only player in the top ten that won a title? Oh no, that's actually crazy. Never mind. I take that back. Sean Kemp got took seventeenth. Tim Hardaway went fourteenth. Oh, tip. Oh yeah, Sean Kemp should have been number one overall. Then we got Stacey and BJ in the same draft. Yeah, that's what we got. That. We got. That's why they started the lottery. Yeah. Because we got B.J. Armstrong and Stacey King. Oh, by the way, and you developed them, and they turned into really good players for the Chicago Bulls. That's yeah. that's how you have that long-term success to me. That's how you have the 10 years, the 20 years of success. That's how you see the Spurs continue to be able to go out there and stay competitive, right? Like, you have to be able to develop these guys. Whatever we want to say, right? Everybody can be like, oh, well, the Spurs didn't win a lot of games. DeJounte Murray still was a really, really freaking good player with the Spurs. Yeah. They just they weren't really focused on winning long-term at that point. So to me, this is a statement of we're not trying to win just today. We're trying to win long term. I love this by the Chicago Bulls. Agreed. Agreed. Um, And, you know, I'm glad that the Bulls are investing in it. Like, and this is why I do think that the Bulls, and I said this over on Central, is that the Bulls are going to be very protective over first round picks. I'm not saying that there's an impossibility that they trade some depending on what level of talent they get back. But I think now that you're going to see them get back to what AK talked about when he first took over building organically through the draft and development. And because of that, they are going to be very, very protective over over their first-round picks and future assets because now they have the team, the staff, that can focus on that development, and they're going to hope that they uh, that they uncover some gems in that in that area. Let's hope so, man. I'm, I'm big on – I'm really big on, right, like investing in your own, keeping your homegrown talent, all of that. And I think that the teams that can do that successfully find a way to to eventually Fast. be champions Fast. yeah i mean like i mean heck how, how many of us wouldn't want to be okc right now like what they've done at that team you you Listen, find i just it. want their coach bro like i would love having their coach right now bro here's, here's the best thing we just know he's good still don't know his name uh yeah it's it's weird name it's d- d- ain't it nick something ain't it like nick it's it's something i like i don't Artemidavitis know or something like that like i don't know <laughs> I don't but, know what, uh, what's the, I what's mean, the best but he's, he's a hell of an offensive. Like, that dude can draw up a uh, damn offensive thing. Uh, dang, dang, not, dang, 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 I don't know. Dagnall, Dagnall, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that might be the American way to say it. Uh, nah, y'all know, I, I told you who I wanted, bro. If the Bulls actually end up needing a new coach and moving on from uh, Billy Donovan at some point, uh, James Wade's in the NBA now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, bro. James Wade is one of the best tacticians. I know a lot of people aren't going to understand that because not everybody watches the WNBA, but James Wade has been the best basketball coach in the city of Chicago for five years. Bro, how he calls up an out-of-bounds play is magnificent. Phenomenal. And his defensive adjustments. Like, he literally... Sometimes the some some of the worst defenders, and I don't know. He's just, James Wade is just a great. I'm he's glad a really he's good coach. His, I'm glad he's getting this opportunity, and he's not. He didn't even get hired just as the assistant. He's the lead assistant for yeah. the Toronto Toronto Raptors. Yeah, that means that a there are going to be a lot of eyes. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a head coaching job in the NBA within the next two years. I'll. 
two might be a little quick for me. Two's a little quick for two you. Two might be a little quick for me, because just because of the politics of it, right? You got to think true. when That's jobs true. open up, That's you're true. gonna go to former head coaches first. You're gonna look That's at, true. yeah, I mean, like, but I think Chicago could have an opportunity to be like, hey, we suck right now. If we do suck, hopefully we don't. Let's have a good season. But we suck right now, James Wade. So I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I like it. I like the. Uh, I like the situation. I like where my team is heading towards. I know the game by game. We're gonna sit here, break it down. We're gonna be critical. We're gonna hate a lot of what we see. But the fact that my organization looks like an organization, yeah, that, that excites me. This time last year, we were talking about the Bulls not having a shooting coach, much less a player development staff, right? So, oh. <laughs> that's who he was the lead of. If we being a hundred percent honest, it's like, who am I leading him? Oh, all right. Bet. <laughs> that's funny. That's so, it's just, so you want to come over for dinner or how you want to do this? We just kicking it. Want some beers? Yes. Like, I don't know. Uh, Hey man, appreciate y'all for showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. I need coffee. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. You know how to spell it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. Me and Pat will be back. I think we're actually planning on coming back later today with uh, uh, the yeah with the live for uh, media day. So, guys, be tuned in for that. But for Pat, the designer, I'm Hayes. It's been Locked on Bulls, and we out of here. Peace, y'all. Peace.